From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again for another fun-filled episode of the Power Move. We're a little short today. Well, I'm telling you, the studio's a little empty, a little quiet. Real empty. It's just me and you today, huh? I know. I feel like it's, uh, you know, for those of you guys that are big Connell fans, I want to go ahead and turn this off to skip to another episode (laughs) because... Go on to the next one. Connell's off doing Connell things. He has uh, decided to take off and go climb mountains. What is it? It's the three highest peaks or some something in, Where's he at? in the Ireland? UK. He's in Ireland. He's like, I'm going to climb the three highest peaks in Ireland. I'm like, I, is, there, is, there, is there high peaks there? Or is it just the mountains? This seems to me like an excuse to go to drink get beer. away. It just, this, was a, they, this was a Europe vacation. Yeah. He probably went with one of his best guy he, pals. He, he, he did. He said his buddy hit him up and said, hey, did you ever hear about this thing? And he said, yeah, man, I, I want to go do it. So uh, we can burn time and we can go do that. That's pretty much it. So, so today <laughs> it's mono a mono with Colt. We are not going right. to take a deep dive into Colt's mind because no. um, that's a dark and scary place. <laughs> and I just don't know if I can do another, another couple of weeks <laughs> of Colt anybody. streaming down my down my social media feed laying on the couch i just i don't think i can take that again that cracked me up i think i'm just I was walking into it. mgm and that's first thing i bought up on like jesus oh, of course rock bottom of course hit rock bottom of course today what we're gonna do man is uh i remember how excited you got i was like what am i gonna do to excite you we were supposed to have uh, my dude sean kelly on today Sean broke his foot playing a celebrity basketball game with uh, Floyd Mayweather. He's like, uh, I'm going to dunk on Floyd. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure you could dunk on Floyd from your knees. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, he like broke his ankle. It was brutal. I saw him on social that media. Hurts. Yeah, I'm going to text him back and forth with him today, and he's, he's not going to make it. So I promise we will have Sean on another day. But, you know, in, in my genius, I try to think, you know, what got Colt? The most excited. What got you riled up? What what dug deep into, oh, into Colts? Right. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, now? what do we do? And it was like the most excited I can remember being on an episode is when we did the uh, Forty Eight Laws of Power with Jordan Peterson. I mean, you were literally sitting there planning like your evil empire takeover of the universe as we were reading. I those. still get excited about that. I know. I, that well, was like I know. three months ago, four was, months ago, and I still tell everybody go read that damn book. That was <laughs> so amazing. I know, but but the thing about it is, is that's not his only book, which is the the the, the, up, the upside there. So today, <laughs> we're going to take a deep side into the Twelve Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson, and it's a book that kind of tells you how to have a happy life. Some of which. I will say I agree with the thinking behind it, um, some of which is probably going to get us canceled. Uh, so with further uh, ado, I mean, well, okay. we don't have Chris here to drag well, I mean, us dude, back okay, down. Well, here we so. go. If we're, we're going to get canceled, let's go ahead and get on cance- get canceled because we can so, get canceled without Chris. Well, yeah, and then to, we can just prop Chris true. up. We so can we say, still have. We can say Chris was the reason that we, we should yeah, have got canceled. Tomorrow. All right, let's do this. So. It's still going to be news tomorrow when this comes out. It's it's the biggest news probably ever, and it's this. And I don't necessarily want to talk about the issue, but I want to talk about the whole reality of what just happened with the Supreme Court. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Golden Knights missing playoffs. No, Gosh. no. I mean, I, I've already blocked that out. Is, yeah. Does the Boris still have a job? Mm. Still have a job? Right now, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He should be. Oh God, never mind. That dude should be. be, He should be. Yeah, he should. Whatever. I want to talk about the nice, but I want to talk about more importantly what happened in the Supreme Court. I'm trying to get off the Supreme Court subject. No, 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 no. It's okay. We're we're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take a side and have protesters out front. What we're gonna talk about is the concept of what happened, because the concept of what happened has never happened in the history of this country. Never should have in the history, which is. Uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen the headlines about uh, Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, you've all seen that. And again, not going to get into okay, the that. issue. Not going to get. I, the main reason I'm not going to get into the issue is because, uh, you know, I I don't like to talk about issues like that. I mean, it's not that I'm scared to talk about it, right. but I don't want to talk about it unless I have somebody here that has a counterpoint. Because otherwise we have kind of an echo chamber. Yeah, and I don't want you usually have the same yeah, thought. I mean, I can always I, yeah. play devil's advocate, but. I'm not no. financially responsible yeah, yeah, yeah. or set up like you are where I could get canceled for no, the rest no, no, of my no. life and be no, okay. No, no, because the, the, point, the, the point is of the show, again, to have a constructive dialogue, but I'm right. not going to dive deep into a hotbed issue unless we have somebody here that views it on the other side. It doesn't make any sense. But what I do have an issue with 
is the fact that somebody, some human, took it upon themselves to take a draft of an opinion from the Supreme Court, a draft, not a, not a, nothing done, a, a right. draft that it was circulated amongst the justices, which is how these things get have been decided since the creation of our great country, mm-hmm. and decided in their own little brain that they were going to be the savior of America and leak it to Politico is, is what they decided. And I really genuinely hope that they figure out who did this and that they disbar them from ever practicing law because for them to do that, they obviously didn't learn anything in law school because it's got to be right. somebody that went to law school. They're clerking <laughs> yeah, for one of these judges. It's not the janitor. They have some yeah. random guy seeing yeah. these documents yeah. at the, all. the janitor didn't happen to find an open <laughs> laptop in yeah, one of the yeah. offices. This is somebody clerking for one of the more than likely liberal just, right. justices right. and just decided to be the liberal savior and decided this was their pathway to fortune, fame, or self-redemption, or what, or martyrdom, or whatever the hell they thought it was. Right. But they obviously didn't learn anything in law school about the sanctity of democracy and the sanctity of our court systems. Yep. And they violated a trust that has been around for hundreds of years and will likely now cause a major problem within everything on how the Supreme Court gets handled. I mean, it's, it's a huge deal. And you can sit there and say, oh, no, this is a great thing that it happened, right? Like either side, if this was flipped and this was something for the other side mm-hmm. that happened to, they'd be pissing and moaning and everybody should have a right to that. It's complete BS that this got leaked out. Whether whatever side you believe on on this debate and this issue, being that this got leaked is an issue that all Americans should be mad about, in yeah, my opinion. I, so. I, I agree. And the problem is most people can't see the forest of the trees. Right. They're just going to get Never stuck knows, on, yeah. the, on, on the issue and want to, if it goes with their issue, uh, they're going to be, you know, it's, 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 they're not going to care as much because they're winning. And if it's yeah. against their issue or and their point care. of view within, within that issue, then they, they feel Thank God, you know, that we can scramble and try to do something, even though nothing is going to get done. No, nothing's going to change. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if if that genuinely was the majority decision, the only thing that can be done is through, you know, acts of domestic terrorism, threatening the lives of of these justices, trying to get them to flip, um, trying to put an immense amount of pressure to make that uh, flip. You know, there was some rumor. There was some rumor in the House in which the Democrats were saying they wanted to get rid of the filibuster and then pass some federal legislation that protects uh, the rights that goes along with that. Uh, that's not going to happen because that'd again, be a horrible deal. Because then when the Republicans have oh, it, boy. then you don't have the filibuster oh, boy. against it. People, yeah. people get short sighted, right? And yeah. they just see, well, in the moment, this is an amazing idea because we're going to excuse my language, but we're going to fuck them. Right. And it's like, okay, well, cool. Well, when something flips, which it will always go back, back and forth, you're going to be on the other side of that. And the problem, just short sighted and they don't think about stuff. And this is major. I mean, not too many people were speaking about it, except for the very smart, you know, political, you know, people that were just in law. We're we're talking about it. We're talking about it. We kind of, we, we kind (laughs) of see the way through certain things, right? Like we don't look at short size stuff, me and you ever. And so, you know, I think it's funny that we both came in. That was the first thing. Like, can you believe this got leaked? Can you imagine, I guess it's the squad people are saying the AOC and and that little crew are saying that they want to get rid of the filibuster and pass legislation quickly. Can you imagine when they lose the House and the Senate, which is almost based based on where the economy is. It's right. pretty much guaranteed. I mean, look, if you look at politics cyclical with the economy, whichever party is in power when the economy goes to oh, crap like yep. it is right now, Switches. they're going to get smashed. Um, there's no way they're going to get not going to get smashed in November. Sorry, it's just yeah. the way it is. People tend to vote with their wallets, you know, uh, more often than not. And, and I've and, seen huge, huge Democrat people come out and say they're not voting Democrat. Yeah. And these are people that funded Hillary Clinton. These are people that funded, you know, Obama. Like these are big time Democrat, big time money people. And they're straight up saying 
the line moved too far left that yeah. you now putting us on the right side of it. Well, I think again, the, the point being, you know, let's, let's go ahead and talk about politics, yeah. but the point is this, look, whichever side of this issue you're on, just understand that the person that did this not is not good. a hero. Not good for America. <laughs> They're an enemy all. of this country. They're an enemy of the institutions of this country and they should be hopefully caught and prosecuted and punished or whatever they can do to them. So moving on, you know, let's talk about something good. Cause again, I like to believe that putting good out in the universe is good. And I want to, I want to help some people today. Colt, you included. Let's, let's try to help. Let's see I'm if you help. can help me. I need to help you, Colt. I need to feel like you need some better <laughs> advice for how to live your life. So let's, Perfect. let's, let's jump into again, Jordan Peterson's 12 rules of life. And I love this. Cause I'm going to expect you to comment on uh, every no, one of them. No. And there's one of them in here that I just, I, I just, I'm going to be smart. I, I just have, can't wait. To I don't see. have Chris here. So I'm not oh, boy. going to go off yeah. the rails as rapid usual. fire. Yeah. Rapid God, fire. Here All right. we go. So 12 rules of life. So the, the first rule essentially is cultivating confidence helps combat interpersonal and social oppression. I love this because, and I've talked about this all the time, and it's a great analogy. And, and I, do you know about lobsters, Colt? Do you know about lobsters in the lobster kingdom and the lobster world underneath? Don't like seafood. No, oh, yeah, that's right. You don't like seafood. Nothing right, well, from the sea. We're, so. No, that's right. That's true. We're, you know, we're going with lobsters so anyway. I don't care. Yeah, we're still let's going. talk about we're still the lobsters. We're talking about lobsters. So lobsters fight with lobsters, right? There's a very territorial thing. Okay. When a lobster loses territory, it changes its whole physiology and the way that it thinks, the way that it moves. Because the smaller the lobster is, okay, say a lobster loses a fight. Well, the lobster that wins gains a lot of confidence and kind of does a lobster little strut thing, okay. right? Has a low stress going on, kind of strutting about as a lobster. The one that loses remembers the loss and now kind of goes into this walking around like, oh, crap, somebody's going to eat me. Somebody's going to kill me. Somebody's going to hurt me. Somebody's going to kill me. Now, when you walk around, when the lobster cruises around with that mentality, it changes the physiology, not just the psychology, but the, physiology, the physiology of the lobster and starts this ball rolling down a hill with the lobster. It'll be smaller. It'll be more curled up <laughs> because the stress of always being in this I'm going to get killed. I'm going to, I got to fight screws with its whole ecosystem screws with the whole thing, man. Screws with the whole lobster's head. I think that's, I've honestly seen that happen to human beings. Well, that's what, that's what we're going to talk about. Like I have seen business people that, I mean, me and you kind of were both around a crazy time of Las Vegas when the 06, 07 crash. Right. Yeah. And you saw people that were strutting around with their chest out just being so confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. And then this came through and knocked everybody's on their ass, right? Well, like not, we, every, not everybody. No, but <laughs> no, it did. It may, we might've rebounded in five months, right? We figured out where to go from yeah. it. A lot of people didn't. So it, I remember getting a gut punch for four or five months, figuring what the hell and going and saying, oh, here we go. Now it's the foreclosures, the RDOs, right? But you saw so many people that were truly rolling around in $100,000 cars, chest up, thinking they're the man and had that confidence and that knocked them on their ass that oh, yeah. they literally just kept letting it eat. And they are now, you see them and they're not the same person at all. No, I, well, Physically I, and mentally. I run into people, so if I, I, I know agents out there that still say, you know, foreclosures are coming back. I'm like, oh, yeah. bro, what are you talking yeah. about? There's I wish. like, like, yeah, made like, a lot of money on foreclosure. Yeah, me too. But it's like, what, what are you talking <laughs> no, about? No, that, that's not. And you hear that all the time, right? And it's like, you guys, the banks had not a. That was such a perfect storm, right? We won't really get into that, but yeah, it, this happens not just in lobsters. I mean, well, no, no, no. Confidence well, is everything. Well, what happens in people is this: like, you, you have people that. Again, I mean, people that are impoverished, this is why people that, mm -hmm. you know, that are, are struggling financially, the stress kicks in and then the, the ball gets rolling down the hill. Those are the people that tend to lean into vice things like yep. drugs and mm -hmm. drinking and it just spirals and spirals and spirals and spirals down. So that's a worst thing. Yeah. There is nothing. I, you know, I tell people on my team all the time, if you want to change your life, here it comes. You ready? I'll tell you how to change your life, Cole. This is how you change your life. You ready? Do this for 30 days and see if it makes a difference. Smoke, now, yeah, smoke this cigars is, and scotch. No, don't smoke no. cigars and drink scotch. This isn't really going to help with you because you, 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 you kind of walk it already, yeah. right? But imagine that a string is attached to the center of your chest right here, right? And there's an imaginary hand pulling it up 
towards like a 45 degree angle straight up over like towards out over your head like yep. under your nose and straight up in your eyes 45 degree angle up if you walk around like that like just chest up all the time for 30 days your life will different. be different in that 30 days why because people perceive you differently you know it's 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 and it's easy to find and easy to study people don't bother to like research and train themselves how to walk into a room mm -mm. how do you walk in a room colt how do you walk in a room what dressed what, up and confident which you are always dressed up i'll give you that colt always has always rocking something the suit almost something. always looking air snazzy i'll most give you a snazzy time. but you are too right I, yeah i mean most of the time you i try are. to be, you know i try what? to That's, be Put together, you know what? Maybe not dressed up, but put together. But put together. I always tell people, if I go to a gym, I'm ironing my shirt, right? Like, yeah, it might not look the nice, but if you go in with a wrinkly shirt anywhere, people are going to be like, "This guy's a hot yeah. mess." You know, I was just at a, um, I just went to an event, um, you know, and it was a lot of power players around Las Vegas, and uh, you know, I was dressed really nice, and everybody made it a point to come figure out who the hell I was. Exactly. Because I was probably the least most important person there, you know, there, but everybody passed by everybody come to me. I, dude, I, it's so funny. You know, I think I always think back as you read the books and it talks about you walk in shoulders mm -hmm. back, yep. you know, you got to smile. Yep. Oh, Lead yeah. with a smile. Yeah. When I walk in, yeah. you don't know anybody. Walk in and smile. Act like you own the joint. It's so funny. I always think back. There's a scene in the movie, uh, Fast Times Ridgemont High where the dude is trying, one guy, Damone, is trying to tell his little buddy how to go on a date. And at one point he goes, no matter where you go, you act like it's the place to be. And he's like, isn't this great? <laughs> like, like that. And I'm like, that is so true about walking into any room. Oh, I love if that. you just walk in and- Look approachable. Yeah, I, I mean, now look, <laughs> you and I do have some advantages. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. We're both pretty tall. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. we walk in, especially we walk in a room together, you know, people kind of go, Hey, who are these guys? Are I mean, these guys, yeah, yeah. which is funny. Hey. Cause even, you know, like, like, uh, what was that Thursday night at the oh, yeah. draft, yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. at the draft, yeah. which is pretty funny. So quick yeah, story. We didn't even talk about the monorail ride. How'd you we like the monorail? About, yep, I, I have officially now ridden the monorail, which is uh, in Vegas is something I didn't think I was going to. And you know what? Not bad. Not as bad I, as people make it sound. I'll I, tell you that. I think that um, I think tetanus takes about at least ten days to show up. So I'm not sure if I'm out of the woods yet. <laughs> we're gonna we see four or five days. if we're there. But yeah, so we go to the draft, which was cool, and uh, took one look at that crowd, and it was like, no thanks. Let's go no to thanks. the bar. Yeah, we went, to, we went and saw my buddy Noel in his ice bar, which was cool. And then I get a t I get a text that a good friend of mine or some good friends of mine are playing a private event at uh, over at Bellagio, which across mm -hmm. the street. So we went over to that, and it was uh, Kevin Griffin from Better Than Ezra, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, and Emerson Hart from Tonic. And they played together as a trio sometimes for private events. And it's it's cool because they just kind of yeah. play each other's hits, and, and, and it's a cool thing. how many bangers those guys had. It yeah, it's, 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 it's hit fest, yeah. which is kind of funny. And But anyway, me and Colt just go rolling up in there, <laughs> walking in yeah. the green room, open the door, <laughs> what's up, you know? Yep. And what's funny is that, you know, I, I, we just open the door, and, and of course, everybody in the green room, I don't know anybody at right. that point. Right. But I'm and saying, they know everybody that's supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're looking at you, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, where's the band? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're, you're Kevin's yeah. friend. Yeah. And it was fine. You know, right. Yeah. And, and again, I think it's just in a lot of situations, it's how you carry yourself. I mean, I have walked in. I've gotten into a lot of places where I probably shouldn't have gotten in 100% based on how I carried myself. Like I was supposed yep. to be there. Yep. Me and Scott were laughing. We went to, uh, we went to, we were at uh, Cromwell when it first opened. I was yep. sitting at one of the bars having a drink because I knew one of the bartenders from the, that had moved there from the Palms. And uh, welcome back, Palms, too, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Excited about we, that. We one. went by there on Friday. Did you? Yeah, I'll get to that oh, in a nice. minute. Um, but anyway, we're sitting at Cromwell talking to a bartender, and, and uh, Scott said something like, Ah, oh, you know, I'd like to see Dre's, the new Dre's upstairs. And he was like, Oh, I'll get you in. And he ran over and, and said something, and he came back. And, and, and as we were walking over there, he yelled, You know, ask for Tom Gerber, and you tell him, Gerber. I'm like, All right, <laughs> like, cool. Didn't hear a word he said. Name there, but yeah, dude, yeah. I walked right up to the guy on the outside when there, there's a line. I pulled a guy to the side and said, you know, hey, I'm uh, I'm John. I'm 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 Dave's friend. He said, yeah. come ask for Tim. I'm yeah. just making this shit up. Right, I was like, oh, right, he said, right. said yeah. you guys would sort us out. The guy was like, oh yeah, no problem, man. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took us through the kitchen up the service elevator, <laughs> and then dumped us in the club. And it was uh, it was a uh, it was it was interesting because literally, not there's anything wrong with this, but 
me and Scott were the only two white dudes in the whole club. Oh, God, yeah. And Especially I'm, when Dre started opening yo, up. Yo, man. It, which is cool. I, look, which, hey, man, yeah, I'm, I'm good anywhere. I'm good anywhere. Yep. But you, you could tell there were some there were some <laughs> folks in there that weren't too happy we were there. Right, but right. anyway, that's another story. But back to the Palms, which we can talk about, which yep. we did go to for, on Friday. Um, I got mixed feelings about it, man. So, it Was it that? Pretty much the same. Yes, they have not. They did not change anything. Yeah. Thank God, because if you've been to what is ver, what was Hard Rock and now Virgin, Ugh. they ruined that place. Um, just told the client today, stay away. From yeah, that. just I mean, it, you know, it, it went from a I mean, went from a beautiful room to looking like, I mean, an Indian casino. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like which, which if you've ever yeah. been to like one of those like weird side Indio, of the road, middle of nowhere yeah. Indian casinos, you know what I'm talking about. You know what they look like. And that's what Virgin looks like. So they did not, uh, you know, no, I will say in the, in the decoration of the hotel, there's no tribal influence whatsoever, which I mm -hmm. thought was smart. Yep. Um, yep. cause I just, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. That's not Vegas. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work, work in Vegas. Um, but yeah, you know, they, a lot of the employees that were there were employees that worked there when my wife worked there and, and have now come back, which is cool that they came back. Um, but I couldn't get my head around if I was, if I was, I mean, I was happy to see them. Right. Right. I'm happy to see them. But then part of me is also like, what are you doing here? You know, weird they, they sat there for two years for these jobs. Yeah. Waiting for them to come back, to come back. And, and, and just, I'll say the bar, the bartenders, I think were different than the girls right. that were working the pit. The girls that were working on the floor that Gidget knew were bitter. Oh. <laughs> they were already bitter. And it's like second night and they were bitter. The bartender guys are like, Hey yeah. man, we got like five jobs. We'll just pick right, this one right. up. Cause I'm not, I'm not getting rugged again. You know what I mean? Right. They're like, Smart, yeah, we're, we're, we'll come work some shifts here, but I ain't getting rugged. Yeah. Uh, but man, the, the girls working the floor, especially that is just, you know, that is, is it, just, that's it. Brutal. That is the toughest thing. Like, that's why I always say I need my daughter to leave this town because you can get wrapped up into jobs as a very young yep, girl and make very good money with no education or nothing. And it's very hard once you start hitting that mid thirties That's it to sit there and try to recreate your life again. And I tell my daughter all the time, you're out of here. And that's it. You, you have to have confidence in yourself to go start a new venture. And a lot of people do not have confidence and you can see it walking in. You can see and it and it's funny, especially when you get into money crowds, because you can tell who made money off of being a business person and who now made money off of not even like tech, but like just different avenues yeah. that way, mm -hmm. because those guys still don't have confidence in themselves. Yeah. And they could be rolling up in a three hundred thousand dollar car or stuff. They don't they get out with no confidence when the business guy that's made it usually they made it because of their confidence. You know, I, I'm gonna make a plea based on something you just said. And here's my plea, because I had an experience Saturday night that I didn't love. Yeah. Uh, Friday night. We tried to go to Aria to go to Catch, that mm -hmm. restaurant. And I've never been there. It's but I right. figured, I, you know, I'll, we'll go check it out. And yeah. literally on open table, there was like every time slot you could you wanted. And so we get there, and the hostesses are all young, you know, attractive, mm -hmm. but maybe 19, 20-year-old right. girls, right? And... We, we got seated and they, and they always see and like, like I'm a big dude, you know, my wife's dressed nice, but they see us like a weird, like deuce that's in a row of like deuce tables yeah. when there's these round booths everywhere. And there's two people sitting at like every round booth. Right. They and there's like, you in the middle and they sit me in the middle of this <laughs> weird, no, in this weird table. And, and like, I look, one of the things I always tell people, like, <laughs> it's funny. My new thing was people say, what is the one thing you would tell your younger self? Like if you give your younger self advice, mm -hmm. it's send back bad food you're paying for. Oh yeah, and what I mean by that is people are like, "What? That's like weird advice." I'm like, "No, the reason I say send back food that's not good is because if you're paying for it, you should have an expectation that it's going to be good. And if you will settle for a bad meal that you're paying for, it's easy to send back. What else are you going to settle for in your life? Stop wondering. settling. So I don't settle for bad tables. If you give me a, a cruddy table, you know, hey man, I, I'm going to ask. I ask nicely. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a jerk. I said, excuse me, I'm really sorry. I'm kind of a big dude. Yeah. Um, you know, would it be okay if we got this table over there? Can right. you check? And the little 19-year-old waitress or hostess runs away and comes back like three minutes later, four minutes later, whatever it was. We're standing in the middle of the dining room. And she goes, you can have this table. And it was the four top next to the weird two top that I was in. I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, do anything. No, I, I wanted to get right. that table. Right. You know, it's and it's, dude, keep in mind, this is not 
nine thirty prime time. Right, right, it's right, six thirty. Right. Yeah, like we were grabbing an early bite because we want to go to the Palms, right? The this is this is early, and I say, can we sit? At, would you? I'm sorry. Let me let me specify clear. We'd like to sit at that table, right? And she goes, that table's reserved, and I was like, at nine o'clock at six thirty. Yeah, I'm like, and every every other table like this had a deuce in it, which was crazy. Right. I'm like, all right. Um, and she just walked away like could care, could care less. You know, I ended up asking the manager. I said, hey, would you mind if we moved over here? Because he walked by. And, right. and this dude acting like he's running the front door at Pure back in the day. It gave me the same thing. Sorry, that table's reserved. And I'm like, I don't. I didn't see anywhere on anything where you could reserve a specific table. You're yeah, telling me yeah. that specific table is reserved. Right. Table number 52 or whatever the number is, right, that right. table's reserved. The guy's like, yes, sir. So I was like, you know what? We'll go eat somewhere else. I went to Bardo and had a wonderful experience. But... That was a long way to get to this. Here's my here's my recommendation, Las Vegas restaurant tours, and here's what it is. Stop hiring 19-year-old hot hostesses. And I'm going to tell you why. Because all they are is super bitter that they're not bottle girls. Yep. They're all pissed off that they're there paying whatever you're paying them. Instead of working at Hakkasan, carrying out a bottle of Grey Goose to a table and making, you know, 15 grand a night. They're pissed off about it. It's pain. Every time I go to a restaurant in this town with a young hostess, she's pissed off that she's doing what she's doing. Conversely, you go to Joe Stonecrab and you have the maitre d' out front. How happy is he to see every time you see him? Yeah. What what level of service is he presenting you? Dude, get away from hostesses, get back to Mater D's, and I think that'll raise the level of service across the board here 100%. in Las Vegas. 100%. Or, or take a week and explain to them sales. Like you are the first Dude. point of contact for your restaurant that's probably making, you know, bringing in 20 million a year. You should have a good point of sales. Like well, I, I went to the cigar bar. Yeah. I'm at the cigar bar quite a bit on Friday nights. I had a bad mm-hmm. experience too. I was like, those are all reserved. I go, I'm just here real quick. Like I'll be in and out. They're reserved. They put us at uh, some bar top right there. And I'm like, I'm not going to smoke cigars with my wife and my friend's no. wife. And I go, you have six tables that are empty. I will move. As soon as you need it. If you need, if you fill up three of the six, I will get up and move. He's like, no, no. So finally, the guy that uh, we always see there is like, oh, hey, cool. What's up? I'm like, can I have that? He goes, yeah, absolutely. Sit there. All six sat empty all night. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, you were about to lose our business because of it. Like the point of contact at your restaurants or clubs or whatever needs to be on their game. Well, dude, teach people the... (laughs) Teach people to, to look to understand how much watches cost yeah. to look at this. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking to myself because we are dressed a little down Saturday, right, right. whatever. But I'm like, you can always bro, just look at nice my watch. wife's look at my wife's Ring. right arm. Look at yep. her wrist. That's yep. it. And he should have known, and that was yep. the end of it. Yep. So forget about me. So moving on, let's get you know we we're all over the board today. But key insight number two: to ward off despair, endemic to humanity, people should take care of themselves as they would a friend. So. I think this is a good thing. I don't think people are empathetic enough to themselves. I think people are too hard on themselves. I don't think people give themselves enough credit. I don't think people give themselves enough breaks. I agree. I, I, I agree, and I think it's because social media and just the whole Kardashian era that everybody, like you could show somebody that made, you know, a hundred grand, they're embarrassed that they made a hundred grand, right? It's everybody is trying to step on everybody else and it's, oh, well, they're doing so much better and they just beat themselves up. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know people that are sitting pretty good in life and they beat themselves up daily because they're embarrassed of where they're at or whatever. I think people need to have, like you said, a little more compassion for yourself and understand where you're at and kind of be a little prouder of yourself sometimes. Well, I think a good way to look at it is to, is to give yourself better advice. And I'm going to read this so I don't screw it up. And it says, there was a study in, in psychological science where a group of adults were asked to think about a spouse having an affair with a good friend. Researchers asked the participants to imagine this betrayal from first-person and third-person perspectives and to offer advice. The study found that the advice the participants gave to others was more sage than the reasoning they engaged it when they managed themselves being the victims of affairs. If you can remove yourself from a situation for a second and look at it from a third person, I think that it's a much better way to go. Now, for example, and 
I got a letter from somebody. I got a letter in the mail yesterday, a letter from a family member that basically said uh, they were very upset about it bothered them. Uh, my relationship with another person in the family, it bothered them. And the point was, you know, you sit down and you're, I'm digesting this and I'm thinking nothing matters in this letter except for the fact that my actions have negatively affected right, somebody. somebody in my family. Right. So rather than try to justify my actions, which wasn't going to, it wasn't going to win the long-term war at all. No, no. Rather than try to justify it, it was better for me to just apologize for my actions and do better next time. That's all you can do. I mean, but, but old me, but old, but old me, the ego would have kicked in. Fuck you. Let me tell you, let me tell you all about this person and what, and why I act that way. Yep. You know, it makes nothing better. No. And it goes back to the whole ego thing. But I guarantee the, the advice that would probably be like, Oh, you know, maybe give her another chance. Maybe it was one off, whatever. But when you think about it in your own way, you're like, F her, you know, screw her, get her out of the house type of deal on that study. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what it was. And yeah, you know, I, but I what happens to that, your friend, yeah. it's like, well, what happened? Well, you know, where you are you going to be with that? Yeah, yeah. Like, look, look at, you got to step back. Like yeah. and digest, like you said, digest. My dad always says, digest what was said before you do anything. Digest it, let mm-hmm. it sit. A lot of times I'll change it. And then, like you said, kick your ego out of it mm-hmm. and you'll make a way better rational decision on business, on life, on spouses, on everything. Dude, it's like one of my favorite exercises when somebody ruthlessly pisses me off is I'll write, I'll write them like a scathing email yeah. and delete it. Yep. <laughs> write it down, look get, at it, rip I get it, it up it, and throw it away. I get it out. I get it out of me. Yep. And then yep. I just delete it. You know, oh, once no, it's I, done, it's done. I have the, like Chris once said. But uh, I, will, I will say, hang on a second. I'm not, not, yeah. not to cut you off, no, but no, this no, deserves yeah. cutting off. Yeah. Because you got to forgive people. You got it. You got it. You got to live and let live. But there's one person out there I cannot forgive. <sighs> Fuck you, Chili's. Serve <laughs> me six margaritas and then give me a damn, and then tow my car. You towed the car, Chili's. I no, sent you. Do I, do I get anything? Do I get any kind of result? No, I didn't forget about you, Chili's. If you're in Salt Lake City, Avoid chilies at all costs. Chilies on Foothill Drive. Avoid them. Avoid, avoid them. them. And if you live in Salt Lake and you're listening to this, please go in there and tell them, do you guys realize these guys John, every week on a podcast just smoke you, you guys every week? Dude, John Gaffer. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Might go check let's out make, these margaritas let's one make, day and yeah. take a picture. Let's make that trend. John yeah. Gafford versus Chili's. Chili's. Let's make that That's trend. Way on more in- That's way more interesting than Roe versus Ripley. <laughs> it, it sure is. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about more of the 12 rules for life. Be back in just a second. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back from the break. Welcome back to part two of today's Power Move. My name is John Gafford. I'm your host. To the left of me, Colt, the Bulgarian mongoose, Eminem. That's one. It's the best one. With that, I mean, dude, if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, (laughs) this is the point of the show when I pander to you. If you're listening to me on some sort of you know, podcast device, please give us a highest star. You see, we're just going yeah, highest, highest star of you. And if you listen to us on the YouTube, make sure you do like and subscribe, set that notification button when we do drop new videos. If this, if you're, if you happen to land on this one, there's a part one you can go search for. You can find that there. So everything mm-hmm. on YouTube is always cut in half as part one and part two. All of the podcasts, of course, are just never ending running. Right. Today, we're discussing the 12 rules of life by Jordan Peterson. We've already talked about the first two. And uh, and yeah, I think this is pretty obvious. Let's talk about rule number three, Colt, which is those who surround themselves with emotionally healthy people are more happy and successful in life than those who keep the company of troubled individuals. So far, this is number one, in my opinion, of what we've read. <laughs> well, number, okay, no, number three number three in the book, number, number one, one in, in your program. Yeah, number one yeah. in your heart. That's a good point. There you no, go. I, I, I preach this so hard to people. Um People mentally drain you <laughs> and that will make you make stupid decisions in life. You start comparing yourself against people that are negative and not doing well. I mean, it just creates a snowball effect that will ruin your life. I mean, it, and it's, it can be family. It can be anything, but, and that, that I get on a call with somebody and they're five minutes of, uh, 
negativity, that will just it sets my whole day off. You can't you can't do that. You can't. I mean, I look here's the here's the biggest problem. I don't think when it comes to who you choose to surround yourself with, I don't think people in most cases are willing to do the audit that they should. I don't think they're willing to look around and be like, holy shit, maybe I shouldn't be hanging out with the people that I've been hanging out with since high school that are still doing exactly the same stuff we were doing in high school. I mean, and here's the thing too. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, just because you can't eat at my table anymore doesn't mean I want to see right. you starve. Right. Which, which what that means, if you, if you don't catch the drift there, it's pretty obvious, but if you don't catch the drift, it means, bro, just because you don't hang out with somebody and let them influence your life the way that they have doesn't mean it has to be a hard stop. Doesn't mean you have to, you know, you can drift away. It doesn't have to be, it, it can be the, what is it? The Irish goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> nice. oh, God, Where my, you don't say goodbye, go-to. you just disappear. <laughs> yeah, it's a go-to. I mean, I don't say that's, goodbye to people oh, at parties. I just leave. Yeah, I mean, you know, people think, they think it has to be this, like, we, we need to have a conversation about the future of our friendship. No, it doesn't. You just start surrounding yourself with better people. And when you're bad, better people, all of a sudden, guess what? I, I'm too busy to sit around on the couch and Bullshit. drink beers yeah. and hear the same stories again for the 50th time and play Xbox. I don't have time to go to the corner PTs and waste my paycheck in a slot machine right. and eat shitty food and, and get fat. You I don't have good time. pizza there though. Yeah, you do oh, have good pizza. Is it, is it good? I'm, I'm, they I'm have one with called that. the Gilroy. No, it's the only one. It's good I disagree pizza. with PTs. But no, I, I, you said it right. If you haven't audited your friends and I do it every like, I do it all the time, honestly. But like every two years, I do a hot, hard you audit. Have to. Like you'll, I'll sit there and see Facebook posts of ten years ago. I'm like, ah, oh, those were fun times. But I couldn't still be with those people doing the same thing, right? And it's and it's the same thing. It has nothing to do. You always grow. You grow apart. Sometimes you grow together, right? But for the majority of the time, usually you're growing apart from people because they're not in your same situation. So. I audit all the time. I think that's the number one advice in any life coach would give you too. Well, I think too, but it's not just the people that you're around at the bar or work or any of that stuff. The people you're around the most are the people that are coming down that feed on your social media because most of us stare at it. You know, you got to take an audit. I mean, there's a couple of people in town here. I'm not going to mention their name because that'd be a terrible thing to do, but it seems like the only go to social media. Look, yes, I come on here and I bitch about chilies because I think it's funny. Right. <laughs> Hopefully you think it's funny, even though it wasn't so funny at the time. Funny now, <laughs> but I don't, you won't see a bunch of negativity on no. my feed. You don't see me calling people out. You don't see me bitching about everything. You don't see me on next door talking about, you know, the strange man that's walking through the neighborhood that just happens to be wearing a hoodie. You right, know what I mean? Right. You know, like that's garbage. And if those people, if you have people that even you're connected to, you're relatively close to that are consistently spewing out negativity down their feed. Like I love, I love, there's a couple people in town that love, that are realtors that love to realtor bash. Oh, oh isn't it, oh nice award you paid for? And no, I'm like, right. why, dude? Why are you doing that? Why do you even care? Like, what What's is that? You? What does that? All it does is paint you with this giant. You're a, you're a giant hater paintbrush. Is all it does, and it does anything. So look down your feed, man. If you are feeding your head with negativity. It's like a diet. If I eat Little Debbie's, which God willing, one day science will catch up and allow us to do that and stay in shape. But right now we can't. But if I eat Little Debbie's all day, man, I'm going to weigh 800 pounds, right? If you're filling your head with a bunch of negative garbage, what's going to happen? Dude, like we talked about it before in this show, I used to love Social Distortion, the band. I loved that band. I loved them until one day I actually thought about what Mike Ness was singing about. Dark lost my job yeah, don't yeah. don't have this it's just so most depressing stuff depressing. ever i'm like bro i can't even listen to this anymore and not you, to say i only listen to like uplifting music now but no, that but it, that was just too much social media is huge i just saw something the other day i go man all i've heard you rant for 10 minutes in social media you need to get off social media it's like i'm not even on social media i'm like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about off. and he goes 
well, it's my wife that's on it. Oh, oh my God, tell her to get off of it. Like, oh, she's feeding you. Like, it's, well, you might not have a social media account, but if your wife's over here showing you every post and talking shit, who has time to talk shit on people? Like, oh, God. Worry about yourself. It's Be exhausting. a racetrack. Be <laughs> or a, a horse on a racetrack. Yep. Put your blinders on and worry about going forward. And I like only. that. And that's it. Good. Listen, that's a power move from the cult, wow. from the cult man today. I'm telling you, out. what Bulgarian, did I say? <laughs> the Bulgarian mongoose is just on it today. I love it. Next rule. In order to find fulfillment and freedom from social comparison, individuals must become clear about who they are and what makes their lives meaningful. Then they can set their sights on doing better. One of my favorite things about this is, and I'm gonna, this is one of my favorite pieces of advice that falls in this category. And you've probably heard it a million times, but here's the deal. You should never compare yourself to someone else today only compare yourself to who you were yesterday yep and that's it you if you it. i mean somebody somebody will always have more somebody will always have a bigger boat somebody will always have more of this somebody will have more of this if you're if you are comparing yourself to what other people are man that is a one-way ticket to miserable town and the start starting lines on the same <laughs> right like that's that's, that's a good, a the starting line thing. is not the same. Is that what no. you said? Oh, Everybody man. starts at different points of the race, right? So yeah, maybe someone can finish a mile in you know, six minutes or, but somebody might start halfway and have the thing and get it done in three. You did an amazing job getting six minutes just cause they did three. You don't know where they started at. Somebody might have a dad that floated them 10 million. Somebody might have the connections of a private school. If you mm -hmm. go to a private school, you your your starting line's not the same as a public school. Like small little stuff like that doesn't mean that you can't overcome those. Just might take you a little longer. So if you're comparing yourself to somebody, you don't know where they started at. So just again, racetrack blinders, run your own race. You know, and Jay Z actually said a whole thing. I'd, I don't listen to Jay Z quotes, but I was in the shower one day and it rambled or got turned on to it. And you know, he sat there. He goes, "I was never number one, really. I was just running my own." race i just worried about this he goes everybody always had a better selling album of me he goes yeah it was top three he goes but I don't dmx know he goes dmx was always had better records than me selling he goes but i just focus on me i don't know but uh, he said no, it. i think jay-z sold it, a hell of a lot more records than no but no i appreciate I the sentiment over, no no over the See, whole thing you no. didn't bring the computer to no, fact check today but no it was over his whole career he has right but at that given time oh, that, dmx okay. right at fair uh, enough he's running fair a long-term race and he's not focused on everybody else it was fair a enough. great thing Google fair it. I'm no sure i get it i get it i get it they say that in order to find happiness, I'm going to read this also out of this old deal, which is interesting. And I don't, I can't find the say the guy's name. Let me find this guy's name real quick and who he is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a her. Emily Smith, the author of The Power of Meaning, Crafting a Life That Matters, says that you need four things, four elements, which are these, to be uh, happy in what you're doing. And they need to be this, a sense of belonging to a community, a long-term goal that centers around giving back to the world, a narrative that helps one make sense of life and transcendent or spiritual experiences. So the sense of belonging to a community, um, I, people want to belong. Um, and I think that, um, I think this is one of the things that makes like, made Trump so popular was people were just dying to be part of something. something. And they felt that that was something that was different. We always talk about that tribe whole thing, right? But yeah. again, make sure you're around the right tribe. Make sure you're around the right community. We're going to talk about right? that. Oh, that. That's that, funny. Look at you. You could have written there. this book because you're I jumping ahead to another rule. Got the same we're going to get, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get to that one in just a minute. Um, but I think that the thing here that says, centers around giving back to the world. You know, I, I think, and this is, this is sometimes I've got to fight this battle within me a little bit, right? Sometimes I fight the battle and I always bring this back to be me being centered. It seems like when I go into overdrive chasing the dollars, when I'm in the overdrive of what I can get and what I have and what I do, I always find myself being very unhappy. Like I just, all of a sudden I'm like, this just doesn't, 
it's like putting on it's like it's like when you try on something at the store and you think you like it and you get it home and you put it on and you're like eh, it just yeah. ain't right yeah. i don't know what it is but it ain't right and i've got to get back to where i refocus on what can i do to help others what can i do to impact others what can i do to help somebody else win because in every bit of giant pros- prosperity that i've had in my life has come through helping others get what they want and that's absolutely true. Yep. You know, you look at the real estate company, we got 590 agents that work here. It is successful because we are very good at helping them, I, you know, or try to be very good at helping them get what they want. Um, the mortgage company, the same thing. The title company, the same thing. Now the JVs, we're helping other large companies get what they want. And, and it's it, okay to make money while you're helping, right? Yeah. Like people look, people make money such a negative thing in life and I always tell people that's because they don't have the money, right? Like mm-hmm. people will sit there and make that negative. It's okay to make money, but like you just said, you need to not just make money. You got to have some other purpose while you're doing oh, it. What was the quarter? And I don't remember who said it. If you if you see this and you're like, oh, you bit my stuff. I'm not trying to bite your stuff. But I heard somebody say, I said, I don't remember who it was, said people that say money can't buy happiness never gave it yeah. away. And I was like, oh, that's true. Man, man, I love that. Not, I've seen people like they don't know where to shop. Like Dave Pena says that, or, but no, it's money, money can't buy happiness. You just haven't given enough of it away, which is, which is the truth, which is awesome. And if you don't get happy by giving your money away and making something, then something's wrong with you. Yeah. And I'm a pod, apparently. You are a pod person. (laughs) But the next thing I figure is the other two things there, you've got to have something that gives life meaning. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or gives life a direction. Why, the answer is the why are we here question. And yeah. then some sort of a spiritual transcendent idea I, as well. And I, I, I'm a true believer in that, right? Like I grew up around a religion that maybe was not what I thought religion was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always appreciated their, their religion because it gave them such purpose, right? And everybody, you can say what you want about certain religions, but for the most part, they're good people. Right. Mm -hmm. And they've got a self awareness of, you know, having something bigger and better than you. Right. Mm -hmm. It takes away the ego. Like I laugh, I go up to Utah and in a Mercedes and they'd laugh at me like, Oh, this guy's got ego. And it's like, dude, you're in a $130,000 truck. You're giving crap over (laughs) a $60,000 Mercedes. But you know, I think that's huge. Right. And I've, there's a lot of big people that says, to have success, it, you don't, maybe you don't have to believe in God, but you got to believe in something. Got to believe in like something. Got to believe in something. Next insight, and, and I love this: when raising children, is it important to mercifully discipline them? Otherwise, the outside world will harshly discipline them when they're adults. I think we're seeing that now. We got a whole generation of timeout kids out there. I ain't telling you to beat your kids. <laughs> I'm not telling you that, but what I am saying is you've got to have some boundaries. You've got to have some rules, but most important, you've got to have consequence. Yep. So many, you know, I think so many parents got to the point where because the consequences were somewhat difficult for the parents that it's the consequences never come true. I've been guilty of that. I've been like, you know, if you don't do this, you can't go to this. And all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, we don't want to, we all, we're all going to go to, what are we going to do with him? How are we going to do this? How are we going to make this work? But you've got to, you know, I I just, that thing, I I just had this talk with my son, my oldest son, was it Saturday? We're driving. Mm -hmm. And I sat there, I go, I don't mean you bumped heads. I said, but that's because I want the best for you. Mm-hmm. And sure, I'm grounding you, and maybe you're grounded for a month from your phone or whatever. I said, but that's better off than what somebody's going to do in your job. Oh, They're sure. going to fire <laughs> you, and then that <laughs> could re- you could go become homeless, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to have consequences as a parent. Like, yeah, you, you think this is stick to it? Yeah, you, th- you think your teacher's bad? Wait till you yeah. get a boss. Yep. No, for sure. Next one. Instead of responding to suffering of humanity by criticizing the world, it is better to turn inwards, perfect one's inner life. And spread goodness by example. Again, you know, one of the things that made me famous when I was on The Apprentice was the line of "You need to stop pointing the finger and start pulling the thumb." Is what I said to somebody, and that couldn't be more true. More true. Um, I can tell you how successful someone is going to be based on the stories they tell about their previous failures. Oh yeah. Um, I we we were interviewing an agent for my team two days ago, right? And this person came in. 
and sat down. We just hired two new people, but we had a crew, a crop of people yeah, come through, right? Everybody. Yeah. And one of the person, one of the people sat down and this person said, proceeded to tell me, you know, how all of these things that their old brokerage was doing was affecting them negatively and how all of these things that they were doing is what caused this person to fail and why they just felt they needed a fresh start was because all of this stuff of their old broker. There was no sense of personal responsibility. There was no anything, you know, anybody, look, if you're trying to get around positive people that are winning and you come in with excuses as to why the world stacked up against you mm-hmm. and why the world prevent, why the world has been holding you down, successful people going to run from you. Oh, that is, they don't, they don't want anything to do with uh, you. If, they, if, no, you're, if you're pulling that bullshit, no one Not is holding you down except for yourself. That's right. Right. Like, yeah, you could be stuck at a bad brokerage that has bad everything about it. I could go show you the worst brokerage in town. and I'll show you still a very successful agent in there, right? Like you could still be an amazing success. It's Maybe it's, it's might be a little harder, but you could s- still be successful. But the problem is you're a one man at that time. You got to surround yourself with great things, but yeah, I mean, well, well, you look, can't fix the world. You no, can only fix yourself. Well, again, this goes back to the ego being the enemy. People have to protect their ego at all expenses, you know, at all costs to protect the ego. Oh, it can't be me. It's got to be X. It's got to be somebody else that did this to me. It's got to be these external forces of why I'm in the predicament I am now. You know, forget any of the decisions or choices that you may have made coming along. Oh, no, none of that. This is all on you. So. In that aspect, man, take responsibility for what you're doing. I promise. Because here's the difference. This, this is why it is so important for happiness to do this. Okay. What is it? Colt, what hurts you more? Let me ask you a question. What hurts you more? Admitting to yourself that you screwed up and created a problem or the general belief that something outside has created a problem that you have no solution for. What hurts what's more hurts? painful? Yeah. What's more painful? I mean, I can honestly say I screw up and I'm okay with that. Dude. Like that does not, that doesn't hurt me. It frustrates me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if I screw something up, I'm like, well, that was stupid of me. How, you know, but it, it, no, it's like the yeah. boogeyman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you want to be scared? Oh, this, this external force that I have right, no right. Control, control over. over. I mean, how frightening is that to go through life thinking you have no control over anything nope. and you are literally just spinning at the will of every single power about you like i've got three issues right now on real estate two of them are like well, whatever like i have no control or whatever the one i was like eh, i could have maybe fixed that right like you cannot live you cannot live life worrying about what other people and my wife is the best about this now sometimes you got to look at outside factors and put that into your risk mm-hmm. and business but you can't i mean you need to just jump in at stuff and worry about what you can do i agree Well, you know, this next one, I literally could have done, we could have done a whole hour on this, but here it comes. You ready? Sacrificing one's life to the pursuit of the highest good instead of clinging blindly to an ideology will lead to a meaningful life. Dude, I wish people in this country, I wish people everywhere would learn this. This is what makes you dangerous Mm -hmm. in society everywhere. This is what makes you dangerous when you decide to cling blindly to an ideology regardless of what the ideology is saying. Question everything. Dude, if you are a Republican, if you are a Democrat, you do not have to agree with every single thing that either one of those parties says. You do not. You shouldn't. You should not. How can you blindly go down a rabbit hole. There are people, and, and, and you look at the zealots, and again, I have a relationship with the man, but you look at the zealots that came down from Trump. And dude, do I, again, we talk about the Trump presidency. Do I like what he, do I like the financial policy? Absolutely. Do I think that the way he handled the majority of situations outside of policy were complete disasters? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do I think the guy would sit there and say blatant lies? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Because I'm not stupid. stupid. Because, But here's the problem. People attach their identities to that ideology 
of following Trump. And oh my God, I, he can't say anything wrong. If he says something wrong, then oh my God, then it, then it cripples my ideology. Dude, but seek the truth, do what's best for the common good, and don't just blindly get in line like sheep. You look, in line, look at line, online right now, and there is social media is now full of people pushing causes that also sell the protest signs. Amen. Be it t-shirts, hats, whatever it may be. Do not buy into a cause sold by somebody profiting from said cause. There's always an angle. There's oh. always an option. And people just blindly chase this shit. And what's even worse, they see it and then they blindly regurgitate it because that ideology has to be part of who they are. Right now in America, there is an ideology of I hate Democrats. There's an ideology of, because they just have to be evil. No, they just think differently than right, you right. do. They don't, have okay. to, they don't have to be evil. But to be fair, there's also a, a, you know, a portion of the far left that if you say you're a Republican, we'll call you a Nazi. A racist Nazi. A racist Nazi, which is insane. crazy. It, the problem is we shouldn't be attaching ourselves publicly to any of that. That was the no. biggest thing growing up. Don't talk about politics or religion. Now that's all everybody talks Ooh. about. And now it Wouldn't makes it be great it, if we could go back to that. That'd be oh lovely. Gosh, I, I just wish we would because there are great lefts and there are great rights and they're, they're great. Everybody in between. Right. And it, no, I'm pretty I, much, I'm pretty much going to go with go 80% out this way, go 80% out that way, chop off the ends and then yep, we're fine. And you're good. That's what I'm going to go that, with. And that's what it is, right? We've <laughs> gone, go you know, the tea party went way too right. This is going way too left. Like, and now everybody's, well, I've got to, if not, I'm going to be called, you know, they shouldn't know it. Like, let's just, let's just get go to, the back middle. to the middle where we all can get along and have civilized conversations. Oh my God. Number eight, telling the truth helps protect people from misery and society from corruption. I'm not, I don't think we need to talk too much about that. I mean, I think telling, you know, for me, telling the truth is the easiest thing to do because I'd have to remember less. Because well, I have a that. terrible, I have a terrible memory. Yeah. If I start telling a bunch of lies, I won't even know what I'm talking about. Well, and honestly, the, uh, a lie never helps anybody, right? Like I, I sat there with uh, somebody reached out to me and was like, I'm not happy with my current agent. And they told me why. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I don't like to bad mouth, but yeah, probably not. And they go, well, I don't know what to do. And I go, tell him the truth. And he goes, well, I don't want to hurt his feeling. I go, no, you're doing him no good. He thinks he can do commercial real estate mm -hmm. and he can't like do him a favor by telling him the truth. So you do, he doesn't get in a lawsuit. Sometimes telling the truth might not be great. You know, if someone's wearing some freaking outfit that looks horrendous, don't tell them it looks good because they might go and, you know, lose a client over it or it just, I don't know, as simplistic as that. Just tell everybody the truth. Yeah. Truth I mean, hurts it, too. It's a, you know, here's the thing though. Here, let me ask you this. What's, what's, you what's, what's worse? Cause I will say that I'll admit that when I was a kid, when I was like younger, I would, you know, tell some outlandish, stupid stories yeah. to try to make myself appeal more, right. more than I was yep. more, you know, more of anything of what I was. And, uh, you know, now I don't give a shit, but back then I did because, you know, it was an ego problem. So is that worse or is it telling lies about factual things to bend the truth? Like what's worse? I, it's all the same. I yeah, think it's probably all the same. Yeah, I was going to say. I think if you're going to do one, you'll do the other. You know, if you lie to yourself or yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like you said, don't get yourself, especially in business, guys, because if you tell lies, eventually truth comes out. And you can, I, people call me all the time. And I'd go, okay, we'll do this. And then I find out, I gave you advice based off of what you asked me, Yeah, which was fake. If you'd gave yeah. me the truth, I could have fixed it a lot easier. <laughs> now it's a big issue. That that happens a lot in the brokerage business when an agent will tell me 80% of what mm -hmm. I need to hear, leave out the 20% yep. that puts them in hot yeah. water. And then I big find it out from the other brokerage, yeah. which I, I hate that. I yep. hate that, which is brutal. Number nine, truly listening brings around per, brings about personal growth. We talked last, a couple weeks ago about you know setting your phone down, really listening to people. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a great tip for listening to people right now. All right. Whenever you're discussing something with somebody, if you want them to really know that you're, you know, you're listening, do this. No matter what they say, repeat it back to them, especially in an argument, especially in an argument with women. Um, don't, and by the way, 
don't ever say calm down yeah. ever. No. Ever. Don't ever. Yeah, That's don't say calm I down. Do but no, no. But if you're having an argument, you know, like you say, okay, let me understand. You feel this way, this way, this way, this way. Okay, cool. And then you can address it. Um, if you are going into a conversation that's serious where you have to discuss some pain points, go ahead and write down the things that you want to cover on a pad mm. and then write down a couple questions you want to answer to this way. You don't have to think about what you're going to say next. Cause most of the people you're talking to, believe it or not, they're just thinking about what they're going to say next. Not they're listening. not really listening to what you're saying. I always tell people it's like, uh, when you're getting up in front of school to give a big project and you're all nervous because you think everybody's listening and everybody's sitting around nope. not listening to you, they're listening. all nervous about what they're going to say. That's right. You know? and, and now it says that studies have shown recently that, um, that uh, we retain less than 10% of what we hear from face-to-face -face conversation. Right. And, well, I, I, and I say this I as well. Agree. I agree because well, social media. Yeah, because social media. But I say this as well. Here's if you're in sales or any type of business, and this is in, this is crucial. If you have a conversation where you discuss a deal point or you discuss something that may come up later with a client, make sure you send them an email following saying to recap our conversation. Because as soon as it comes up two weeks later, and they're like, I don't remember saying that. I don't. I don't remember that. Well, now you can refer back to the email and say, well, no, no, look at your email because I sent you a recap of the conversation. Yep. So recap important conversations with clients. It will keep you out of a ton of trouble. Hard to argue when someone puts a uh, printed email. In it front is. Of you yep. At the core. Number 10, clearly articulating problems allows them to be confronted and solved while sweeping them under the rug encourages them to fester and, and metastasize, which means, you know, look, if there's a problem in your life today, it's going to be a problem tomorrow. The longer you let it sit, uh, the worse it's going to be. I always say that a lot of times uh, happiness is on the other side of a diff difficult conversation. Mm. A lot of times. Holding stuff in is, is the worst thing you can do. Especially, man, if you're married. Like one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll oh, say is cool yeah. with me and my wife is I have no issue. And neither does my wife. Like, like hey, can I talk to you? This is bothering me. Yeah. Like I, I'm proud of that fact. And, uh, and we listen to each other. So there's not a whole lot of like, Remember six months ago when you yeah, did that? No. Like what? <laughs> no, that doesn't really happen in my house because, you know, we're very comfortable with having those conversations about what's working for us and what's not in the relationship, which is good. Uh, relationships, business, anything relationships. I mean, if you've got something hard to do with a client, just pick it up. Cause once you do ignore that call and it goes to voicemail. Every time you're looking at your phone, that's all you're thinking about. What's this voicemail saying? How pissed off are they? You're going to eventually have to have that conversation mm -hmm. and you might as well do it now. I always tell people like, why are you letting this go to Monday? You're mm -hmm. waiting from Friday now, Saturday, Sunday. It's ruining your whole thing. I mean, there are times where it's like, for example, right now I keep looking at my phone because I'm trying to have a com difficult conversation with somebody and they're not returning have, my call. Yeah. No, no, that's my that's another business partner for another deal. That's a, No, but it's like, dude, did you mess this up or not? I need to know if you messed it up because I need to find this out, right? And I know he, I know they screwed up. I know this guy's deal screwed up and he doesn't want to have this conversation, but I could fix it. And I could have fixed it 10 days ago when I heard about it, but mm -hmm. you got, why ignore phone calls? Why well, ignore well, anything? Dude, more than that, the best example, the, the best example of that is why are men cheaper to insure than women? Yep. Do you know why? A lot of Emotional. people think it's because women can have babies. Stuff. No, it's because women, when women get sick, they go to the damn doctor. Yep. Men, well, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yep, I'll be fine. Yep, I'll be yep. fine. And I'm dead. That you know, cancer, you look at little skin cancer. Dude, my my, fa my father in law, my father in law died from and it, he had gallstones, which is nothing. Crazy. Nothing. Crazy. He just ignored it for so long. He went uh, styptic, I guess they call it, and that mm -hmm. was it. It, it just, and had he just gone to the doctor Something. and got it looked at, it would have been, you know, it would have been fine. So yeah, don't sweep your problems under. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go, Colt. You ready? <laughs> here we go. If you're still watching that's a 30 minute mark. Number 11, gender differences are biological, not social, not socially constructed and attempting to squash them is bad for society. Advocating equality for women as well as for people of color and people with disabilities is illogical. Hmm. Essentially what Jordan ahead, Peterson John. essentially <laughs> what ahead, Jordan John. no essentially what Jordan Peterson is trying to say here is that by having any type of prejudice against anybody, for example, if you look at affirmative action where they say like, oh, you have to take so many people of color, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
versus these people. But if you're discriminating against people of one race so you can let another one in based on race, that in itself is racism. Now, again, thanks for the power move. I'm not going to touch that one. We're going to move <laughs> on because we don't have going. any type of a descending point yeah. at all. You Colt, you have no comment on that one? Hard no, no comment. comment. Hard no, no comment. comment. Okay, got it. All right. Number 12, crisis as well as the suffering of day-to-day existence can be managed by focusing on small amounts of love and beauty, which I like this too, man. You know, this is where we're, we're going to finish it up on this one. Just find something small, man. Find a win. And, and if you don't do you this, this is, you know, everything starts with gratitude. Everything. If you're not where you're at, where you, if you're not in a place where you're happy in your life, if you're not a place where you feel good about things, man, you're not being grateful enough for what you do have. You know, the Stoics always say that true wealth is not about wanting more. It's about really wanting for nothing is what it is. Not about having more. It's about wanting for nothing. In the morning when you wake up, in, in the at night before you close your eyes, think of five things that you're grateful for and really lean into that and really, really lean into how they make you feel. Because I promise if you walk around in a state of being grateful for your life, for the things that you have, for the, for the friends that you have, the relationships you have, for the sky above, or for the fact that you just got to wake up again this morning, your life will change. Amen. Amen. That's they always say. It's okay to want more. Just be grateful for what you have. Yep. With the proceed, per, you know, where you want more, that's totally fine. Don't don't push that to the side and say, "Well, I got to get rid of wanting a nicer house or whatever." But be grateful that you have the house you're in right now. That's right. Be grateful. Well, speaking of grateful, man, I am so grateful that you guys take the take the, your time to spend with us. Hopefully, some of the information we give you does help you. It is really our intent. If you like what we do, tell a friend. If you hate what we do, tell two, because it doesn't matter if they're talking good about you, good or bad about you. What's the matter, Colt? As long as they're talking. As long you. as they're talking. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.